Here we are again. It's happened again. We're remote it's, yet again. <laughs> yes, except I'm in a different location. Yes, if you're watching this, Matt Steele has a very flat blue background. So, Matt Steele, what's happening? Are you in a pod? Are you filming Avatar 2? Explain to the people what's happening. Okay, so Matt Palmer is, spoiler alert, still testing positive. Um, But uh, so he was like, let's just do remote again. And so I was like, okay, but my roommate Travis is having company tonight. And so I I am in a part of my room that is far away from the door connecting to the living room. So I am in that, remember that private entrance, Matt Palmer? Yes. I'm like tucked in that little corner. um, And I was like, you know what, I'll give people something nice to look at. So I put out my blue backdrop that I used for all. (laughs) auditions and I realized I am giving such Anne Margaret in Bye Bye Birdie vibes with I don't the blue, know what that means. the blue background and the gold outfit and the red hair and the sex kittenness of it all. Okay, I don't see the sex kitten, but I'll, I'll go oh. with you on this journey. <laughs> Maybe you should just like, you know, wipe your computer screen because everyone else is seeing the sex kitten. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad that you are using that entrance. Do you ever go in from that entrance at the old the apartment I used to live at that Matt Steele lives at? There's like a second entrance where you can go straight into his bedroom. Do you ever use it? I don't because there's still something that I have to hang up on my wall, like a like a framed poster. And so oh. that is where I have it leaning right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I always thought like if I was in that apartment single that like I could like sneak boys in that way. But I was with Jackson, so <laughs> I no need sneaking him in. Well, I'm not a slut, so I don't have to do that. So. <laughs> wow, I didn't know we're slut shaming in 2022. Guess honey, someone's not forward thinking, someone's not progressive. Honey, hmm. I'm I'm a virgin. Well, I didn't know we were lying on the podcast either, so... I, I am saving myself for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Two Gay Mats is brought to you by Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier that is powered by CTT. Really easy. Just put the powder in, mix it with water, and it works two times faster than just drinking water alone. Yes. And it has three times the amount of electrolytes than any other sports drink. And the flavors are great. I've tasted four flavors so far. Lemon, lime, Matt Palmer Lemon Lime's my shit We love it Passion fruit The apple kombucha Which I love kombucha Iconic And the vitamin C The uh, one that gives you A good immunity And I thought all of the flavors Were great And I've gotta tell you I just went to Vegas To a friend's bachelorette party And uh, someone brought A liquid IV with them And before we went out For a big party night I had a liquid IV Drank a lot that evening And woke up Sans hangover And I think there's Nothing better than that And you look great too I think you You look look great too Thank you I'm very hydrated. And that makes all the difference, doesn't it? So if you want Liquid IV for yourself, go to the website and uh, use promo code 2 mats T-W-O, no spaces, and you'll get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. Sounds like a plan to me. You gotta do it. Get in with Liquid IV. You're gonna love it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another 2 Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And here we are again. Matt Palmer may still be testing positive, but according to him, he's feeling great. I do feel much better. It has evolved in a way that I can live my life pretty much normally. Like I have left over like, oh, I was sick three days ago. Let me have a little bit of a cough, like a shallow cough or like a small sneeze moment. But in general, I feel very normal. I 
have looked up all of the CDC rules and they were like, after five days, once you get it, you can go out in public. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I waited 10 days. And even still, whenever I'm outside of this home, I am wearing an N95 mask. I'm like running across the street to avoid people on the street because I don't, I'm just would rather be safe than sorry. I didn't feel up for sitting next to Matt Steele in person today, even though like technically according to the CDC, it would have been fine. I just feel like I would love a negative test result before really flying free post COVID isolation. So thank you so much for caring about me so much, Matt Palmer. Hey, I care. I know you don't care too much, but I still care. Well, but also the people want to know, like, has the sickness affected the vocals? Like how are the chords? I actually sound great. <laughs> oh, I have love a, that. I've not been drinking so much like Mariah when she was pregnant with those twins on Merry <laughs> Christmas to you. <laughs> it's like, wow, you really can hit some notes if you don't drink. And it's like, huh. she <laughs> sounds so damn good on that album. That, that Oh Come All Ye Faithful, I swear to God, is one of her best vocals ever. I know. And it's 2010. And it's like after Memoirs, which is a great record, but like you wouldn't say it's her most vocally impactful. Eagles MC Squared, she sounded also fine. Songs are great. Not really a vocal moment. And then out of nowhere, she sounds like as good as she did on the Glitter soundtrack. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, Matt Palmer, <laughs> like even though you have sort of been like cooped up a little bit, like have you done anything interesting this week? <laughs> I don't know if that's the best way to ask me that question. And the, I mean, the long, the short answer is no. I have gone on a couple of walks. I have gotten coffee with an N95 mask on. And um, I went to H&M with an N95 mask on because I was buying a suit to go to a wedding this weekend. A friend of mine is getting, my friend Sarah is getting married to her fiance Eric over the weekend in Palm Springs. I'm very excited about it and I will be fully healed by then. So I needed clothes on my body to wear for that whole whole time there. So I'm excited, Sarah and and her fiance, who is a, a big fan of the two game ads podcast. <laughs> I don't know if big fan is right, but he is a he, straight man who listens and enjoys. He is a <laughs> Jamie, which is what we call our, our straight guy fans. <laughs> exactly. It's a short list. So I'm happy he's there. Matt Steele, has your week been more eventful and fun than my COVID isolation? <laughs> My week has been very fun. Um, yesterday, I went to an event. Uh, it was a screening for... Do you remember back in June of 2021 when I like booked a bunch of acting stuff? I do, yes. Was that uh, when you did the... Um Netflix one, the Dahmer? I, yeah, yeah, that was what because I I booked this this uh, pilot presentation and like a me and like I found out I booked Dahmer during the shooting of this pilot presentation. Wow. Shot Dahmer the next day and then like filmed two other short films on that span of two months and then never booked anything else again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you booked this podcast. You are still I, here. <laughs> I I have. I've booked and I am still booking this podcast. Baby. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I back in June of 2020, I shot a pilot presentation. And so yesterday was like the screening of the actual pilot. And I can't say much about it because okay. I, I signed an NDA, baby. Oh. Uh, but I, it was excellent like it was such a good pilot presentation and i wow and with the way the like producers were talking like they were saying like yeah like we were showing it to people and we were getting good you know comments and so it's like all right well that's that's great and and it was just nice to like see the cast and crew again and to to see like how everything turned out because it was a comedy thing and so we were all you know none of us in the cast really knew exactly like 
what the the style would really be because uh, we were it was a lot of like us being like thrown around and being like try this try this and everything right. and uh, to finally see like what the vision was like all together it was like wow like this is so cool that they made this out of like those six days we were filming it was really fun how often um, does it feel like that when you like are filming something and you're like I don't fully understand how this fits into everything else I hope it's good I truly can't tell and then you watch it and it's like different than you expected it to be or better than you expected it to be does that happen often it happens every single time you're shooting <laughs> any type of film thing but we were all like confident that it would be good because like the set was really positive and fun and everyone was really funny and the jokes were really funny and so so we all were feeling confident but we were all kind of just like I really want to see what this is going to be <laughs> right. like like it was just exciting That's um, great. And, yeah and so um, so I did that and I don't know I, I went to a fancy Italian restaurant I saw oh. a couple movies uh yeah i don't know it was a it was a nice eventful week i have to say i I, I know there's something i'm forgetting but like if it's super interesting i'll just jump right in and interrupt you and i heard i mean i was looking on twitter today and saw a little comment from you and noticed that you did not do the linza ai trend everyone was doing so if you've if you're not following any gay person on social media, there's this new AI app that essentially takes like 20 of your photos and will make very quick AI art out of them and like be like, oh, this is you as a superhero. This is you as like a world traveler. This is you as an astronaut. For some reason, one of the categories is astronaut that comes up a lot, which is odd. But Matt Steele, you seemed very against this and I want to know why. I wasn't against it. I was, I, okay. Well, I found out today that like, it's a thing you pay for. Yes. Which is crazy. Like, <laughs> it's not like you pay a lot. It's not like you're paying like your life savings for this. Uh, it, it's more than I would pay for just like having some <laughs> auto generated like pictures of me. But also, <laughs> does anyone else notice that like no women are doing this at all? It's like, <laughs> Are men okay? Like, oh, well, because no. It, because <laughs> of course it, not. It feels, I, when I tell you I have not seen a single woman post one of these pictures on my timeline at all. It's all men. And I'm like, are men, like, really, like, desperate to live out their Marvel hero <laughs> fantasies and yes. to, like, have these pictures made of them? And I feel I mean, like it's either that or it's gay men just wanting to see themselves in different scenarios, right? Like, with, I feel like... like Gay men wanting to see themselves with like a slightly stronger jawline. <laughs> That's what they all dream of. They're going to take it to, you know, their uh, plastic surgeon and they'll, we'll all be walking around looking like Linza AIs this time next year. So get ready I know. they're going to go up to their plastic surgeon, show them their favorite picture and be like, give me this. Give me this. Yes. And like what needs to be changed on me, which in <laughs> fairness, I, we, we, I say this as if I'm shading this. These are my feelings. There is one <laughs> specific picture that the AI did that I was like, wait. I hate that she's hotter than me in so many ways. And so that's my like goal look for 2023. Get ready for it. But does she have your warm heart, Matt Palmer? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see if the heart lasts after all of the facial changes I will be making. <laughs> we'll if, see. <laughs> if you sacrifice your loving heart for whatever features you have in that picture, then mm. the, the fans will be disappointed. Well, can't please everybody. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right. So should we jump into the news for idiots? Let's go. Let's jump right in. All right. Matt Steele. Yes. This is good news for you. The 2023 Academy Awards is returning to airing all of the categories live. 
Uh, this marks a return to form after a departure during last year's ceremony in which eight different Oscar categories, original score, makeup and hairstyling, documentary short, film editing, production design, animated short, live action short, and sound were not presented live during the televised portion of the show. How do you feel about this change? Baby, I feel great. I feel like a new man. I feel like we can now, we're in a place where we can forgive. Mm. Where we can forgive the the producers of the Academy for what they've done. I mean, it's what they've done, right? Really? It just was, wasn't it one year? It didn't happen the way you wanted it to. And now I was hurt. I was hurt. And you know what? I'm feeling on cloud nine now, but I know a year from now, they're going to post another thing being like, (laughs) the categories will no longer be aired live again. Um, I mean, if nothing else, I feel like this will take up more time of the ceremony. And so there'll be less time to talk about the slap. And for that, I'm thankful. Sure. We are Kelly Clarkson thankful for that. We very much are. Um, so I just thought you'd be excited. Uh, and speaking of things gays are too obsessed with, this year's Spotify Wrapped 2022 has been released. Uh, the global artist of the year is Bad Bunny. Apparently Bad Bunny has been the most played artist of the year globally for three years running, supposedly. The most streamed songs globally were As It Was, Harry Styles, Heat Waves by Glass Animals, Stay with Justin Bieber by The Kid Leroy, most streamed albums globally, Un Verana Sin T, Bad Bunny, Harry's House, uh, and Sour, which I thought was interesting. Because like, wait, when did Sour come out? <laughs> yeah, I saw that that was the most streamed album by a female artist in 2022. Right. And it's like, I feel like it's, it was last year, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not mixing up my ears. This album's been out a minute. And it wasn't just last year. It was like middle of last year, right. too. I remember because so. it was January of COVID times in which we reacted to driver's license for the first time. And we're introduced to Miss Olivia. Yeah, I guess like I, I guess like in the beginning of 2022, people were still like streaming sour, like hardcore, and really giving it those those hits. Hey, and I enjoy sour. I have nothing negative to say about sour, but I was just a little, just a little surprised. But yeah. wait, Matt Steele, yes. how did your Spotify Wrapped look? What were your top five artists well, and songs? So this is kind of like an email my heart answer because okay. uh, because we got an email from Samantha uh, who asks us every year uh, what our Spotify Wrapped is like. So great question. So Samantha, this is the answer to all of your burning questions that you had. <laughs> uh, hold on, so let me pull it up. What which what would you like to know? What details would you like to know? I would like top artists and top songs. And okay. I mean, minutes listened, if you got it. Minutes listened. I thought my minutes listened was long until I saw yours. <laughs> what um, was yours? Mine was 9,709 minutes. Oh. Yeah, yours is like a million. <laughs> mine uh, is 60,221 minutes. Sorry, yeah, like, I can, while I'm working, I can listen to music. And thus... I'm sitting at my desk listening to, you know, some songs and artists that I'll talk about later. (laughs) See, I can't listen to music and like do things at the same time. Like I have to like devote time to my ears. Um, So my top genre was Broadway, which should be a surprise to nobody. Um, uh, And my top art, my top five artists were one, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Two, Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, all right, Carly. Good for you. Three, Taylor Swift. Yes. Four, Kylie Minogue. Oh, wow. Uh, and five, Rina Sawayama. Interesting that Mariah's not on there. Uh, well, I, well Mariah, Mariah didn't release anything new this year. 
Mm, I don't maybe know. She, I mean, the, the discography holds up. So maybe I just she needs thought. to get on it. Well, also, I have to say the Kylie Minogue thing. I like uh, Disco is like my favorite album to listen to as I'm driving to your place to record. Interesting. The podcast. That's For very some specific. Reason, it puts me like in a good mood. It puts me in a podcasting mood. Hey, uh, I love that. And and also we had to review that one. Uh, Carly, that one Kylie Minogue album uh, this year for Two Game Mats. Right, so, and that does throw off the numbers for us because it's like we're going to be listening to this a few times to make yeah. sure we understand what we're reviewing. Yeah, so like a lot of my top 100 songs were songs that we reviewed for Two Game Mats, like albums we reviewed for Two Game Mats. Right. Like there was a lot of Carly Rae Emotion on there. There was David, <laughs> like Dave, the David Archuleta on there, Paramore's Brand New Eyes and everything, um, right. just because of all those videos. Oh, um, all right, what were the top five songs that people need to know? Top five songs. One, Alien Superstar. Classic. Two, This Hell by Rina Sabayama. Oh, beautiful. Three, Break My Soul by Beyonce. <laughs> yes. Four, Summer Renaissance by Beyonce. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love Summer Renaissance, but I was surprised that that made my top five. And five, which there's a logical reason for this, uh, but okay. still I was surprised, is I'm That Girl from Renaissance. And it's, be- it's because of how many times I've started Renaissance oh, I mean, <laughs> to listen to the whole thing. So that, that's <laughs> completely understandable why that is in my top five. All right. Well, for me, my top genre was dance pop, which is just like, okay, yes. (laughs) Like, I'm a homosexual. I understand it. Top artist, number five, Kylie Minogue as well. So I think that Two Gay Mads video affected my numbers as well. Uh, Number four, Avril Lavigne, who released Love Sucks right at the top of the year. I love that album. One of my favorites of the year. Thankful that she is number four. Number three, Miss Taylor Swift. Lots of music came from her this year. Uh, Number two, for the first time ever, not my number one artist since they've been doing Spotify Wrapped. Mariah Carey. When you is, posted that, I gasped. I got so many responses of people being like, "Not Mar- Mariah's not your number one. I was like, I know. I don't know what happened. I just was in such a renaissance chokehold because Beyonce finally got outstreamed. You know, <laughs> she finally outstreamed Mariah in my personal listening. This has never happened before. It feels very weird. But I feel like Renaissance was such a moment and like what an artist that I've loved forever and what an album that was built specifically for me. So I, I don't feel terrible about it, but I it, it did shake me up a bit. I'm not going to lie. It just shook me up. So would you say that Renaissance was a renaissance for your Spotify listening habits? I mean, it's a stretch, but sure. <laughs> I don't, don't Listen, know that I'd say it, but I'd give it to you. If you I wanted to it. come up with something clever for the listeners. I, I appreciate that. My top songs, number five, Cozy by Beyonce. Number four, Energy by Beyonce. Number three, Alien Superstar by Beyonce. Number two, Cuff It by Beyonce. And number one, Break My Soul by Beyonce. So it's, if we're making everything clear, I just really loved Renaissance. It really, and I like you, would listen straight through, but un- unlike you, I you know I feel like I'm being exposed a bit. I would skip. I'm not. I'm that girl. Sometimes I would skip it because it's see, like let's I, just get straight to cozy. Yeah. See, I like the transition from I'm that girl into cozy. So I'm like I want that effect. Uh, so so sometimes I would like start I'm that girl like in the middle, but also yes. that that opening is just so it just like really gets you in the mood. I mean. and everything. yeah. So, so I and I'm actually surprised that um uh pure honey isn't uh in my top five. I but. was thinking that as well, and I think because I listen to the album as a whole so often, and it's like later on in the album that is the reason. But yeah. I was shocked by that myself. 
Yeah. And I will, just for clarity, number six on my list was the big energy remix with Mariah. So she was nearing the top five, almost breaking the top five. I'm just saying. Good, good. Yeah. It's still, Mariah's disappointed in you. Oh, no. People Um, are saying my lamb card is revoked. Don't revoke it, guys. It just was one year. (laughs) She didn't put anything new out. (laughs) And the thing is, like, Renaissance is just such an easy album to listen to. Like, because it just flows so well. And, like, the songs are just so wonderful and they make you I feel know. so good like i i think um I, I think my number six was uh what's it called all up in your mind oh, i think that was that classic. was my number six and then my number seven was like uh uh dance floor darling by kylie minogue from disco <laughs> and, and then my number eight was overcome from the movie cyrano <laughs> so i'm i'm now oh. officially an uh, the national stand wow that makes one of us <laughs> only one Um, Okay, well, if you've been on the internet at all this past week, because there was such a lack of news, I feel like this Good Morning America co-anchors drama really took up a lot of space in my timeline and in my thoughts, even though had I seen either of these people before this week, I don't think so. (laughs) But Good Morning America co-anchors Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, who are both in separate marriages, have deactivated their Instagram accounts after being spotted on a romantic getaway together. Apparently, they were both in relationships that were marriages, and there were rumors going on about them possibly seeing one another for a long time, and there are so many paparazzi pictures of the two of them out you know, canoodling together without having like formally ended said marriages. I think it came out that both of them were separated, even though no papers had been filed. But it just feels very like uh, almost Try Guy-esque for like a different generation. (laughs) Just because I'm sure there are people older than us that watch these two co-anchors every day and are like, oh, they're just like us and they love their spouses when in truth, they love each other. (laughs) And you know what? We love love. Love is a, a beautiful feeling. But um, yeah, this was messy. <laughs> it's just, it's very messy for people that are so public and like in people's living rooms every morning, waking up with them during their cup of coffee sessions. It's just like, whoo, this is not where you expect, like you expect the mess watching The Real Housewives of Potomac. You don't expect the mess watching Good Morning America. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. And I I did see something, a post that because I wasn't like when I heard that this story dropped, I wasn't totally invested. But um, (laughs) then I saw someone post a post that TJ Holmes posted of about Mm. his wife. Um, uh, He posted for like their 10 year anniversary. And I was just like, oh, this is this is weird, like a weird dynamic. But he was like, I, I'm, I just found it now. It says, this is not a hyperbole. I'm not being dramatic. I gave her plenty of reasons, excuses, and opportunities to walk her fine ass out the door. But Ooh. instead, but instead, with her built-in black woman superpower, she showed grace and patience that's incomprehensible. Asking her for another 10 years would be asking too much. Another 10 months, that may even be a stretch. If she gave me another 10 weeks, I should consider myself lucky. If she puts, me, if she puts up with with me for another 10 days I'd be grateful but if she would even spare another 10 Oof. minutes of her time for me today great song next 10 minutes from I uh, was gonna say <laughs> this I is should very Jamie myself, I shouldn't consider myself this is so Jamie it's very Jamie it, and the whole post is very much just like I'm an asshole and I don't <sighs> deserve her and she's crazy for keeping me and it's like 
Oh, well, well, I guess ma- maybe you're right. <laughs> at least he was being honest in the post because she was crazy to keep him around. And also, I will say the one thing that makes, like, leaves, I mean, I guess a lot of it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But, like, I mean, call me old-fashioned. I, it's just, like, don't cheat on your wife so publicly in front of everybody. And then, apparently, they're... Uh, reportedly had this man TJ Holmes reportedly had a three year affair with a married producer of the show prior to his current relationship with co-anchor Amy Robach sources Uh say Holmes confided in Robach about their infidelity at the time well he's been busy good (laughs) this poor woman I want a dating show for TJ Holmes ex-wife like this lovely woman did not deserve to be dragged through the mud like this this week and I want her to be the next bachelorette like, please, like, we can skip over Zach. No one gives a fuck about him anyways for The Bachelor. Just give Mrs. TJ Holmes a television show, and I want to watch her find love. Because Give my her God. a man. Give her the give best her a man. man. She's been through a lot. Oh, this poor woman. And, and I also feel bad for, um, you know, Amy Robach's husband, man, who I believe has already deleted all pictures of her off of his Instagram, which is like, man, I can't believe... People of all ages do the same shit. <laughs> when like a relationship ends, you got to hide those fucking couple photos. You got to block them. You got to move on in that way. And it's like, hey, I get that. <laughs> you want to know what you want to know what I've never done? Deleted hmm. a damn picture of me and my ex. All <laughs> those pictures are up, baby. Up where? On Facebook? On Facebook. That's the thing. It's like on Facebook, I think I have a picture with an ex with like my first boyfriend. But if it was messing up my Instagram timeline, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no one has ever made it to my Instagram before Jackson did. So I never had to really weigh the options. Yeah, I, um, I've never had a, a significant other since having Instagram. So uh, right. So I don't know what I would do like in an Instagram That's situation. the thing. Because Facebook, it's like, I'm never going through these old ass pictures. But you could look at your fucking profile on Instagram and be like, oh, there, there he is. <laughs> oh, I still go through my old ass pictures. And I'm oh, like, do oh. you? I'm like, oh yeah, I do. <laughs> I I've always like, like I was always a kid who would always like pop in the home videos of like me as a kid and like watch. Like I love looking at old pictures. I've always loved it. Yeah, I would I would watch like home videos as much as I would watch like I would like pop in a VHS of a movie. I mean, I guess I would do that if I w- if it was for some reason the holidays get you feeling nostalgic about your life and time passing. And so sometimes if I'm like back in Atlanta not doing anything, yeah, I'll scroll through like, oh, how far we've come. But like it's not a regular occurrence for me. Okay. All right. All right. Did you see that Tar won big at the 2022 NY Film Critics Awards? I did. Congratulations to Tar. Um, who won Best Actor? Colin Farrell. Colin Kate Farrell. Blanchett. One best actress, Kihoi um, Kwan, one yes. supporting actor, and it uh, begins. Kiki. I, oh, it, he is sweeping this award season, and everyone is everyone is thrilled. Like he's just like the darling that everyone is rooting for uh, right. this season. And uh, Kiki Palmer won supporting actress in Nope. Was future she? future new mom Kiki Palmer. Did you see she announced her pregnancy on SNL? I sure did. That's very exciting. It's like, is there a person? in pop culture that like is as universally loved as Kiki Palmer. I would venture to say no at this very moment. She's just so likable and fun. And she just like understands like, look, I'm famous and this is just fun. Like being, being being famous, just fun. It's all silly. Like these like interviews and everything. Like I'm just going to have fun with it. And, and it's, it's not like a, like a, she just has such a grandeur, like a grandeur about her, but like right. it's still so relatable, you know? Yes. And she's all so personality and heart 
smart. Like it's she doesn't feel like too contrived. She just is like. I don't know. I feel like you get the real her and I want good things for her always. So the fact that she is with child and apparently did a great job on SNL. I saw one skit of her make rebooting Keenan and Cal as Keenan and Kelly. And then Kel Mitchell popped up later on in the sketch. So I, I'm sure she did a great job on SNL and I'm very happy for her. That's so um, also happy for Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Best animated feature. I want to fucking... Uh, best picture nomination for that one. Oh, that would be amazing. But Wouldn't I feel, it? I, but I, I think Marcel will absolutely be nominated for animated feature. But I think if an animated feature is getting nominated for best picture this year, it's going to be Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pinocchio. Oh, I've but, not. Is that has that come out? It hasn't. No, but I hear. Oh, okay. it's, I hear it's phenomenal. So, so you know, if it's if it's great, that's great. But we are. We, this is a Marcel the Shell with shoes on household. Oh. Absolutely it is. Yeah. Even though we're two households today, we're yeah. both Marcel the Shell with shoes on here, okay? Um, Christmas has officially begun on Billboard's Hot 100 as Mariah's All I Want for Christmas is You has vaulted up to number five, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee, which I was just thinking the other day, the fact that I have to like mentally feud with Brenda Lee every holiday season is crazy. <laughs> like this woman is so old, no shade, but just like, why am I thinking like, oh, get out of here, Brenda. And it's like, this is like a grandma probably. Like I just, why I'm mentally feuding with her is wild. Um, Jingle Bell Rock is number nine. A Holly Jolly Christmas, number 10. Next week, apparently, it's between Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, All I Want for Christmas is You, and Antihero for the number one. I just <laughs> and love... And Antihero. <laughs> you know, famous Christmas song, Antihero for the number one. I just love that I feel like it starts earlier and earlier every year, which I feel like people complain about. But you know what? I'm at home. I can't see people. I have COVID. Let me have this. Let Christmas music be reigning, you know, supreme for this very moment. Because that's what brings me joy. And I, don't I don't I deserve some joy? You deserve everything, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, did you see the Love Actually director came out and said that he feels, quote, a bit stupid about the movie's lack of diversity. <laughs> Apparently, there was a documentary, uh, The Laughter and Secrets of Love Actually, 20 years later. It's streaming now on Hulu. The director, whose name is Richard Curtis. Do we know Richard? I don't know Richard. Um, the lack of diversity makes me feel uncomfortable and a bit stupid. You know, I think there are uh, sort of three plots that have sort of bosses and people who work for them. Uh, but I feel like he's acknowledging that the romantic leads were all white people. And... I think it's good that we're acknowledging. I think it's good that we're moving on. We actually, me and Jackson, with masks on, just watched The Holiday last night. And it did feel whiter than ever to me. <laughs> but even though I do love the film, of course. But I'm glad we are now in a new era where we can have, you know, these giant movies that are not as completely white. And, like, I guess at the time we just didn't notice. Or, like, it just was what pop culture was. So it didn't feel strange. But looking back, it feels so strange. Oh, yeah. And I'm excited to see like what we're going to like 20 years from now, what we're going to look back on and be like, huh, we didn't I even know. like notice this about movies in 2022. Like, I feel like it's on? one of those things that just happens in life is you look back. It's like, man, we were so backwards about X, Y, Z thing. So I'm interested to see what we are wrong about. And yeah. I'm excited to be the kind of old person that's like, you know what? We were fucking wrong about that. Thank you, kids, for teaching us. Because I feel like many, many. People out there who remain nameless like to hold on to the past as if like their childhood is the only good way life can be. It's like, no, teach me, make it better because everything's a mess. <laughs> and, and, and guess what, guys? The world is spinning forward no matter what you right. think. So like, you can like, you know, dig your heels in the ground and the earth is still going to be going forward. So yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, Love Actually Guy, for acknowledging that. Um, I just want to give a thank you to the Netflix show Wednesday for making people realize how good of a fucking song Bloody Mary by Lady Gaga is. <laughs> Apparently, there was a TikTok trend about uh, Wednesday dancing in a scene and someone overlaid uh, Lady Gaga's Bloody Mary on top of it. And it's gone viral. I think it's up to like 45 on global Spotify. It's just I'm just thrilled because what a great song. I was listening to Born This Way today after uh, just thinking about the Wednesday of it all. And I mean, it's I, of course, start the album on Government Hooker. But man, what a great like row of songs like fucking hair, fucking Americano. I just love that record. I really do. And I didn't used to. I've, it's grown on me in so many ways. Just by cutting out that title track <laughs> makes all the difference. <laughs> I had no idea that that was why Bloody Mary was like surging on Billboard. Yes. I thought it was just like a random like, oh, people are suddenly listening to Bloody Mary. And it's like, oh, no. why? I don't know. But great. Keep listening to it. Yes. So it so, and it wasn't in the show. It was... It's, uh, it's just yeah. from a viral. Oh, okay, so it's not even like a running up that hill situation. It is not. And but like Gaga has updated the Bloody Mary Spotify canvas to be Wednesday Adams dancing. So she got the rights from Netflix to do that. So good for her. That's so funny, but her. she better give some money to whoever made that viral video. True, that's a good like, point. Or at least like, those. you know, give them a FaceTime session with Lady Gaga or something. All right. Cool. How about some money? <laughs> like I feel like a FaceTime <laughs> is cute. But no, I I think you were right with the money. Okay. Um, and lastly, I just want to say rest in peace to Christine McVeigh of Fleetwood Mac. I'm not a Fleetwood Macer in general, but a lot of people who like the podcast love her. And their impact on music cannot be denied. Rumors, one of the greatest albums of all time. It just is very sad. Apparently, uh, she passed away after a short illness. She was 79. So just, you know, heart goes out to her, her bandmates, all her family and friends. You know. Yeah, I, I famously, uh, famously, as if, you know, but, but uh, I, I always say, like, on this podcast, like, I don't know anything about Fleetwood Mac. Um, <laughs> like, I'm sure I, like, I've heard so many of their songs, but just didn't realize that they were Fleetwood Mac. But totally. I, I just found out after, you know, uh, she unfortunately passed away that she mm. wrote the song Songbird, um, which... It was a song that one of my best friends from college sang in an awful class that we had to take in musical <laughs> theater school called Pop Rock, where we Ooh. all, all of us musical theater students had to sing pop and rock music. I would uh, pay so much money for tapes of you singing pop and rock music in that class. It's devastating. Like, mortifying. <laughs> like, I think I think back on my time in that class, and, like, I have sleepless nights. I wake up in cold sweats. Like, I, <laughs> I, I'm mortified of my performance in that class. But anyway, my friend uh, Caroline Dooner, who's actually a, a successful writer now um she she has one of the most beautiful voices i've ever heard in my entire life like one of the most talented singers i know and she um she was able to do like the broadway legit soprano and everything but she was also very good at just like that simple um sort of like folksy music and stuff so that's what she would sing for pop rock class and she would always she would always bring in the song songbird and every single time she would sing it i would cry i i literally like think about her singing it and I start to cry like and so oh so when I found out Christine McVie wrote that song and that that was a Fleetwood Mac song I I was suddenly just like oh damn I'm so sad <laughs> you know, like sad. because you know I I felt I felt like such a nostalgia and connection to that song so rest in peace Christine you were an amazing songwriter because that is a fucking gorgeous song all right Yes, rest in peace. Um, so is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people? 
I don't think so, baby. I'm just here with my background and living my, my Anne Margaret dreams. Oh, great. Oh, well, one more thing. Sorry, I almost forgot to mention. We have a survey that's going to be available to you. So if you look at the show notes and click a link to a survey, Two Gay Matt's official survey, this will allow us to uh, partner with advertisers that are actually relevant to you. And so if you just fill out your survey, and it's so easy, it's like, what are you interested in? Who's your, your pop queen? Things like that. It takes all of 15 seconds to do. It would be a huge help for all of us. So look at the show notes, click that link, and fill out your survey, and we'll, we'll love you forever. <laughs> all righty? <laughs> I mean, we already love you forever. It's but true. We'll, but we'll love you even more. Yes, we'll love you harder, like Ariana and... The weekend set or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> okay. and shouldn't, shouldn't you all be competing for our love? I mean, get real. <laughs> all right. I don't know about that. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more 2K Mats, the podcast. We are back, ladies back. and gentlemen. Not back together in person. That will no. be next week. Actually, yes. that will be Thursday, which everyone is just shaking in anticipation. <laughs> but right now, we're on to email my heart, which is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. Or if you would like to comment below if you are consuming this video on YouTube, we might answer your question from that. So we already answered uh, Samantha's question, which was, what were your Spotify wrapped uh, lists and so now we are on to Nayla's question Nayla says music videos that enhance a song hey Matt I know you made a video in the past about music videos that disappointed you because you liked the song but are there any music videos that made you love a song that you thought was just meh also what are some of your favorite music videos overall thank you for reading my questions with love Nayla and so I like and the first one that comes to my mind, and it, like it's not because it's a bad song, but it's just because the music video is so good, and like that mm. was the reason why the song was a moment. I think the answer that everyone can get behind is "Single Ladies." Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. the song, the song "Single Ladies" is is good and fun and enjoyable, and like now it's obviously a classic and everything. But like that song was released for the music video, hundred percent. And I think that music video was the turning point in Beyonce's career. It was what established her as not just, I put out great music and I'm an amazing performer, but it established her as, I am a visual artist. This is what I do. I am going to make a statement visually in the stuff you can you consume. I'm going to change the discussion in pop culture with my visuals and with the visions that I have. And buckle up, baby, because there are <laughs> trillions of them in my brilliant little mind. I love that. Yeah. Also, um, another music video that I think is so brilliant. Uh, and the song, the song is, you know, fun and loud. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but like when I saw the music video at a club, uh, I was at like a bar in WeHo or something and they were just playing the music video and my eyes were just glued to the TV screen. And this is the first time I saw the music video was the for the song uh, Turn Down For What? Oh, <laughs> which, wow. Which was directed by the Daniels who directed Everything Everywhere All At Once. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. That music video is Gene, yes. Just how it's just like one giant fight sequence and they're just like bursting through walls and things are just morphing around them. If you all haven't seen this music video, it is 
outrageous. And it's like, of course, these guys went on to direct the, you know, future best picture winners, fingers crossed, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) like this music video was something else. Wow. Well, this question is kind of hard for me because I personally feel like if I don't like the song, no music video is going to make me like it. (laughs) I will say... Uh, I will say a song that I maybe would not have paid as much attention to without the music video is Britney Spears' My Prerogative. I feel like that ups from like being a very good cover to being like almost iconic because that music video is so great. Like her crashing that car into the pool, the shots of, you know, her in the white, in the bed. I just feel like that is a very beautifully done video and definitely enhances it. And a video that is excellent, but didn't quite make me like the song the Boy I Need You music video by Mariah Carey is one of her best. I feel like Joseph Kahn directed the shit out of it. I love the Asian male lead who is very attractive and it's like 2002 and so we're not seeing a lot of that. I love that it's now upscaled to 4K. I think it was one of the first music videos she upscaled to 4K. It just looks well done. It was so like early aughts looking and so cutting edge almost. It was very expensive feeling. But that song is just bad. <laughs> and I like that people like it. I'm sure people out there do. But it just, for me, it was like, oh, if we had done the one, if we had used this money for a single I could get behind, it would have been better for me. <laughs> you would have had a video that, like, glitzy and, and special effecty for the one? I mean, I, 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 no. I don't feel like that's a song that would no, have, you know. But you could have reallocated the funds for like a big, beautiful the one video or a video for, I thought the Bring on the Heartbreak video actually is really beautiful. Um, So that probably mm. didn't need to be reallocated. I'm trying to think of like what other, You Got Me, if we're going to do an up-tempo early aughts like hip-hop moment, I prefer You Got Me too. Uh, Boy I Need You. So we could have okay. done that. Or we, Miss we, You, the bonus track that was a sample of All About That Benjamins. Great song. Guys, the, the funds could have been reallocated is what yes. we are saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's <always> the point. <laughs> okay, so the next email, my heart question, uh, is from Brayden. Brayden says, hey, Matt, hope all is well. I've been wanting to do a podcast for two years, and I just got the equipment. That's, that's the hardest part, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> all I need is a name. I am an overthinker, but it's basically like hot topics primarily focused on music. Obviously, very gay stuff as well. I was thinking... Thinking like an episode about stuff going on and favorites and st- favorites and stuff, and then other episodes specifically dedicated to eras slash albums slash movies, etc. I was thinking for as far as titles go, education at first, and also I said what I said because it is pretty much just my opinions. But I don't know if I love those. Any advice on finding the perfect name? Um, I would say of the two names that were presented to us here, I would lean more towards education. I think I said what I said is so tied into Nene Leaks that I would assume that was a Housewives podcast. And so I could see people listening to it and like not hearing what they want to hear. Um, but I think with the titles and the name of the shit, it's more like you've got to find the thing that fits and that you would be comfortable living with for a long time. Because it's like... I have no, if ever I was to have regretted being like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have called this two gay mats. It's going to be with us. Like, that's what it is. That's what it's called. Changing it now would be a headache. And so I think you just got to find the thing that you really fall in love with, that you feel like you would be happy to call your own 10 years from now. And I feel like I don't want to, 
add pressure since you're already an overthinker. Because at some point, you just got to be like, this is what it is. We're going with it. And it's more important what the podcast is than the name of it. But just make sure it's something that you think you'll be able to stand behind a year from now. Yeah, I agree. I That's why whenever like producers or like singers always like come up with like fake little names for themselves, I'm always like... Mm. That, do you really want to do that? Like, like does does Lady Gaga still like the name Lady Gaga? I'm sure she know. does because, but uh, like whenever producers are like, oh, my name is like uh uh blood orange, like blood orange, isn't there a producer named Blood Orange? There is, or yes. Okay, like like by now are they kind of like, eh, why did I go with that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, g- give it time. You got time. Uh, yeah. But out of the, out of the two, I would say I like education because it. Put your demographic right in the title. People are going to look at the gay and gays are going to click on it. And they're going to be like, let me, let me listen to this. I'm gay. So, I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's like sometimes we get uh, cameo requests uh, from people who have no idea who we are. It's just because we have the name gay in our title. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that and it's like, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's bad because it's like, you're. I assume having gay in the title might make you think, oh, this is a sex podcast or something. So I'm sure there are people who've listened or watched and been like, these queens are not talking about what I want to hear about. But, you know, I feel like we're getting a lot of people who are finding what we are. Because, I mean, what are we really? We're two gay mats. We are just, <laughs> it like, still fits. And that is never going to change. Unless, no. I just, unless I decide to change my name, like, professionally or something. And then yeah. we're, we're screwed, I guess. I know. Then we're uh, up a creek. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Wasn't there one more question? I don't believe there was. No. Oh, there wasn't. Well, great. There wasn't. <laughs> so, Matt Steele. Yes. Got a question for you. What's been giving you moments, darling? Uh, so I told you all last week uh, during the podcast that I was about to see the movie The Glass Onion, and Jesus Christ, like the Knives Out movies are just so good. They are just so flat out damn entertaining. Just the 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 way the characters are established and the the detail within all of them, and just like the lavishness, the budget that this movie had was just like it was just so much. It's nice to go to a movie theater and just be like, I'm just having fun. Like, like the story was so tight and it was just fun to find out all the new information about everything and all the different characters. And I just had such a good time in that movie theater. I also saw another movie uh, this week called The Menu, which um, featured one of my favorite actors, Hong Chow, who is going to mm. probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, get an Oscar nomination this year for The Whale. Um, I don't she know, was, girl. <laughs> listen, it's going to happen for Hong. I'm telling you. Well, she needs not. a she needs a makeup nomination for when she was brutally snubbed for downsizing, which I will never forgive the Academy for. <laughs> um, but The Many was also really entertaining as well. It's, it's about um, uh, a couple... I would call them. They go to a, a very, very fancy restaurant that's like $12 a head. Uh, and they have to be like uh, ferried out into this island to eat at Wait, this Wait, $12 a head? Twelve. Oh, 1200 Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem too expensive. <laughs> $12 a head. Girl, I am there. Um, <laughs> but uh, they get ferried out into this remote island. And, and it's all these rich-ass people. Um, of course, each one you discover has their own little like secret or something scandalous about them. Mm. And and they they start eating this like fancy menu that this very famous chef has prepared for them and and it eventually like they soon discover that like they're there for kind of a different reason and the chef has a a, a, a 
something planned for them, which is very devious and scary. And uh, it, it, it all goes downhill really quickly. That's also really entertaining. I just love going to the movie theater just just to see something fucking entertaining and and to just like feel good about like the story. And and yes, yeah, so it was it was a week of just like, you know, what I'm just I'm just here to be entertained. Hey, you're just having some fun. I'm just having some fun, fun baby, and I got my AMCA list on my phone, and I'm <laughs> using that. I'm getting my money's worth. Now would be the time for that. Ugh. It's, oh, my God. The movie's coming out soon, like Matilda. Matilda, I'm so excited. I didn't know Matilda was going to be in theaters. Because I know. No, I thought it was just going to be a Netflix thing. Oh, I thought you asked me, how do you know it's going to be in theaters? It's no. Like, oh, because I know. <laughs> no, I said, I didn't know it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's going to be in theaters for a little bit. So I'm wow. very excited about that. It's one of my favorite musicals uh, of the 2010s. So That clip of the movie looks so good. <gasps> I, I've stopped myself <gasps> from watching really? it. Really? I refuse because I'm just like, I mean, this is like the most exciting part of the movie. I'm not going to spoil it. but I. They are dancing their asses off. Like, <gasps> well, I was like look at these kids unbelievable uh and you you hate kids performing <laughs> and they were good this is how you know i'm serious you know I'm, that they're really good because i was like they're not getting any cute points for me because like yeah kids are cute but cute's not a talent what they were doing was but but these kids in matilda are not cute they are revolting <laughs> that's true i but they're little miracles <laughs> they hey their mommies to say they're a miracle <laughs> Oh, All right. Score. All right. Well, was giving you moments uh, this week, Matt Palmer. Well, my mine's a bit of a scatter shot. Again, I've been within mostly these four walls. <laughs> no, there are other walls and other rooms, but yes, within our home. Um, I mentioned having just seen The Holiday last night. That is a movie that, outside of its whiteness, holds up so well. Nancy Myers loves a beautiful home, a beautiful kitchen. The Cameron Diaz home is just so good to look at. I love how much. It's cut in about Cameron Diaz being like a trailer maker for some reason. That's why she's super rich. And uh, so she keeps like having these recurring moments of like, oh, there's a voiceover guy. And like, I'm seeing my life as a trailer and it's not what I want. Kate Winslet is amazing in this movie. Like, obviously, she's an amazing actress. We love her. We love her. But like, I don't know that I noticed how good of an actor she is in this performance until this last time watching it. And it's like, she's playing opposite Jack Black, who's like very fun and very funny. But like when she's having these emotional moments, I'm just like, I feel you so much through this screen. Like, and she almost reminded me in a weird way of Adele. I was like, Adele could do this if she was an actor. And I'm like, hopefully she, she wants to act. She said a little bit. So hopefully she's as good as Kate Winslet, but that's a high bar. Who knows? Um, (laughs) Jude law, never been more attractive. This is like the hottest Jude law has ever been. He also does a good job. But just the cash, the chemistry, the winteriness, the Christmasness of it all. It's a movie I will be watching from every Christmas here on out, as I have been in the past several. I hope they do a remake with people that aren't all white. <laughs> um, trying to think of what else. Oh, The Housewives of Potomac has really picked up. And Robin Dixon is a vile monster and must be kicked off the show immediately. She just hates Wendy so much for like reasons that are unclear. She has like said lies that the even the editors of the show like flash back to be like, oh, what Robin just said about Wendy's a lie. Wendy was like, when we got into that argument, you had to be held back by Sharice. Robin's like, that's a lie. That's not true. And they cut to it. And that's exactly what happened. 
And so Robin and Mia basically have a little bit of an altercation, not like Monique Candace level, but Mia throws a drink on Wendy. It's real and like tries to hit her with her purse. Robin, who is very like, we do not stand for uh, this kind of behavior with the whole Monique Candace of it all. We are, you know, so against violence, so against violence are just taking up Mia's side because she doesn't like Wendy. And it's like, Get off my television. Like, nothing you say makes sense. You have no stance that you've stuck with. You've been on this show for seven years, being a sidekick for six of them. And now that we see your true colors, they sure are ugly. Get her off the show. I want Mia gone. I want Robin gone. Giselle, I generally want gone. But honestly, Robin's worse than Giselle this season, which is impressive. Anyways, the show is great. <laughs> anyway. I, I just think it's so interesting how whenever you – the point of Housewives is there's supposed to be drama. And so yes. so many times whenever people are delivering the drama, everyone's like, get them off the show. And it's like, well, wait, no. They're I making want, the show. I want the drama to make sense and I want their motivations to be aligned with who they've presented to us for the past six years and not be personal vendettas that you're like making excuses to – play out you know like it can't be contrived like that you like i just don't like her and so i want someone to violently attack her is not some it's not a leg you can stand on on housewives or anywhere okay no all right fair get Um, her off i also remembered uh another giving me moments that i have Yes, let's hear it. So this week i also i hung out with my friend raul he came Mm. over and we watched the movie gremlins which i had never seen before which i'm kind of embarrassed by because like it's a it's an american classic i've never um, seen it either okay well uh, you would be utterly revolted um <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh and also my one of my teachers from college zach galligan it played the like lead in the movie oh, wow. um yeah he was like my one of my acting teachers in college um but i had still had never seen it so he sat down and he was like we were going through stuff to like watch and he was like have you ever seen gremlins and i'm like no i actually had it and he just like mm. turned it on and when i tell you it is the most batshit movie I have, batshit crazy <laughs> movie I have ever seen in my entire life. And it, like, it, I, it, I can't compare it to anything else because it is a mix of E.T., Back to the Future, um, the most disgusting slasher film you will ever see meets Labyrinth. Like, it's, it's, it, the way it, it's like, like, hokey and like get like cheesy it has like this everything is like on a filmed on a set and like has a mm. happy holiday christmas feel and the characters are so like uh extreme like there's this like rich lady villain character and and she's just like super mean and and she's she's trying to like kill, get his dog killed cuz he she oh. he, the dog like broke his her snowman or something like what? Por- <laughs> por- porcelain snowman or something like and it's so cute and adorable and like, you know, the little gremlins are super cute and fuzzy. And then spoiler alert, like some of the gremlins turn evil mm. and like it, then it turns into like this insane, disgusting, gruesome slasher film where like people actually fucking die. Wow. Like, not, not just like mean characters, like nice characters, <laughs> like <laughs> just die. And I was like, wait, I had no idea people actually died in this movie. But yet as people are dying and all this disgusting stuff is happening, there are still so many cute and funny elements to it. Like, Interesting. Like, I can't imagine a movie like it being made today because it's, it, it's tonally just all over the place and I had a fucking blast. And there's, I mean, there's the this second one, half. Oh, go on. No, there's this one monologue that like the female lead gives like it just randomly, like they're trying to defeat these gremlin characters. And then all of a sudden she's like, well, you know, 
my father died a gruesome death because he was he like jumped in the chimney and broke his neck because he was trying to pretend like he was Santa Claus and he was dead in our chimney for several days and we we discovered him because we it started to smell and like and that's when I stopped believing in Santa Claus and it's like wait what like it's like this has nothing to do with anything (laughs) like it it was truly and I was screaming at the television how crazy it was it was the craziest movie I've ever seen I love this feels like a movie I will be skipping like I feel like frightened by your retelling of it so I'm gonna pass I think (laughs) it's true it it was truly a vision and I found and I saw that it was written by Christopher Columbus who like directed um, Home Alone (laughs) like (laughs) like, and like the first two Harry Potter movies like just I I would have loved to have been like in the pre-production process of that when they were developing it well, like, I'm glad I've, you like it. And it's very popular, so it clearly does well for itself. But yeah, it does not sound like one for me. I had, a gr- I had a great time. Uh, the last thing I just want to say is I've been listening to a lot of Christmas albums in full again, just because it's the time. And uh, I feel like we don't talk about JoJo's December Baby enough. That is an excellent Christmas album that came out. I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, but it's excellent. So I'd recommend listening to that. All of Stevie Wonder's Christmas music, of course, is amazing. I feel like I sing the praises of Leslie Odom Jr.'s first Christmas album a lot, but it's still excellent. And I, again, I feel like we, in our uh, Christmas videos video we did last year, we watched Christina Aguilera perform the Christmas song. I was listening to her Christmas album in full, which I, again, don't usually do with hers because it's so ridiculous. Her, like, Merry Christmas Baby, where she's just, like, ad-libbing a song, essentially, is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I listened to her her Oh Holy Night, which I had not listened to because I have Mariah's. She sexily, like, gives a, a, a spoken word performance of the Lord's Prayer as the second verse of A Holy Night. It is so insanely funny and out of nowhere. And it's just like, our father, who are in heaven? It's like, Christina, <laughs> what are we doing? It is, I was wa- like on a walk listening to this album and just cackling. So if ever you want to be happy this Christmas, listen to Christina's uh, Christmas album in full and you you will laugh your ass. The thing is, it's impressive and she's good, obviously, but the choices are choicing. The, everything's a choice. And they're all hilarious. So I, I, I I'm finding so many similarities between like the aesthetic of Gremlins and the aesthetic of Christina Aguilera's <laughs> Christmas album. Like it just in just we are making every single choice we could possibly make. Yes. I'm just I'm just going to show you everything you want to see. <laughs> Not necessarily a bunch of things that you ever thought you would see at the same time. Right. <laughs> but and I'm it's like giving it. To you all, because we've and got it's, talent behind this and money behind this, baby. It's talent based. It's impressive, but also <laughs> a little gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Christina and the Gremlins have that in common. <laughs> wow, this is beautiful. I love. I, love I, I feel like I'm in English class. Like <laughs> I know. Like we really wrap this up with a bow. <laughs> with like <laughs> a, with a work. bunch of like, how can we connect this with this? <laughs> let's let's like pr- have like our points beautifully bullet pointed in a beautiful <laughs> five paragraph essay iconic I uh, well that. i th- think that's it for me matt Steele. is there anything else you need to tell the people i don't think so matt palmer i asked you how your covid was but you have yet to ask me how my cyst is oh how is your cyst <laughs> my my ganglion cyst is doing the same as it was it's still cysting i actually okay. met a guy yesterday who also had a ganglion cyst did you open with that? Like, why did this come up? Oh, I showed everyone. Okay. 
Wow. <laughs> I was at a party and people were like, what's new? And I was like, well, I have a ganglion cyst. And one guy was like, oh my God, I have one too. And they're usually on the wrist. So he had one on his wrist. And so we mm. just like, we just like high five, like high fived our cysts together. And it was a connecting moment. Okay. Well, I think that is it. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to say goodbye. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And we'll be back next week with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.